Our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Did you wash your hands? Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts, Alvin and Edmund, will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund. All right, y'all. All right. How y'all doing? This is Alvin. And Edmund. All right, y'all. Here we are again once more. What's up, everybody? Brother, how you enjoying your day today? Man, I am enjoying my day. Um, you see all that extra traffic out there? I did see the extra traffic out there. Today. They have opened up the city. The, the city, city is, has officially city. opened up. It's open. It's open. But there's still, I don't care what you say, there's still early. a lot of people that are remaining home. <clears throat> You know, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. A lot of the people that are out, you know, <clears throat> just because they're out, may, let's let's put it on the fact that they are some type of essential. Um, <laughs> you can't even clear your throat around that, here, boy. <laughs> look, I'm glad I was speaking. Right here. <laughs> you can't even clear your throat around here, man. What's going but, on? But no, I think a lot of people are, are, are let's say, uh, alternating and taking turns coming outside. Let's say that. Yeah, yeah, they they are they're trying to stay away. Some well, some people are trying to stay away from the crowd, and there are some people that are so anxious to open up the doors of the church they cannot wait. They are like are they wide open? Are they really? Or are they just saying that? Because this is something that we're all experiencing together that no one has a full understanding of. See, that's the thing. Well, Edmund, see, you may not see it because Edmund works like what. Uh, 48 hours uh, you do too yeah but i mean i do come outside and just <laughs> hey but. but i literally did not step a foot outdoors until it was like time to get over here to the radio station but once i did man i felt that sunshine mm-hmm. and just saw what i was just like a recharge like yeah i need this so on my drive over here i was just absorbing all the energy that's it, why it, i'm so excited like this that run did you see that picture that i sent you the other day on my run that i gone to about the uh remember i told you on the, the, tra- on the belt line yes yeah, yes you, you got my image yes. you know yeah yep. So we be we be trading off information about uh, visions and dreams and all that kind of stuff. We, it's amazing. We get on. We start talking and we just build a whole complete. What do we call it? A project. We just yeah. we just create a whole. What's the right word for? We create a whole experience. Yes, that's what we do. We can just make a whole like. And then we should do this. We should do that. And but it, it, it just continues to pile on the to do list of projects. Right, right, stuff. right. <laughs> you saying about the run? Now my thing is I do need to uh get on myself about the physical aspect as far as um i gotta get out there and do something some running some jogging some push-ups some sit-ups some some something yep you do um normally i'm I'm on top of that you know but i guess i've been like replacing all of the time that's been allotted with like extra projects trying Mm -hmm. to knock that stuff out but you but your health is your wealth yeah i agree you have to get you 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 know as much as i i work as much as you know that i work in all things we do I still managed to get that healthy food uh, out there. My okay. plates and stuff I'll be putting out there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's to the point where people be like, so you, you, what, do you, what do you put cooking today? And they'll just send me an Instagram because I just go all out with my healthy. Y'all want to check it out, go to Alvin Eats Healthy. Now, Edmund doesn't know anything about it until I tell him and look. And then go, but when I do take a look at it, I'm, I'm amazed. It's usually like a I week see. later. You know, it's like, really? You're just not going to look at my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> but it's Alvin Eats Healthy. And... Uh, even in the complex, people be like, oh, man, I like that dish. But I'm real big on eating healthy because even with the coronavirus and stuff, I really believe in order to be prepared for the flu season that's coming up eventually mm-hmm. and what we got going on with the coronavirus, 
you have to have your body ready to fight any in the first place. If your immune system is already up, yeah. you're not eating a whole bunch of like, like one of my favorite potato chips or something like. You're not eating a lot of uh, processed food, a lot of meat, uh, and not dairy and stuff, and preparing your body to fight for the fall. And that's what I encourage people: prepare, prepare your body to fight for the fall, for a flu season, and if coronavirus happens to get worse. And I'm really concerned about. So I'm gonna tell y'all: this is how you'll know if it's gonna be bad. So once we get past Memorial Day this weekend, okay, and then give it a week thereafter, mm-hmm. I got a feeling if it doesn't spike like seven to ten days thereafter, then we might be at a leveling off point. I didn't say it would be gone, but at least the numbers won't blow. If the numbers blow up after Memorial Day, we in trouble because that means people have started not social distancing because when they come out for Memorial Day, mm-hmm. like after like now, mm-hmm. everybody's like going to restaurants and doing everything, right? After listen, listen, Monday, I hope they're not. I, I really, I hope that this they, thing they is out under control. I, I, I get it, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm just in my mind and my little world and my little enclave. Don't I'm, be in denial. I'm, I'm, I'm trying bad, to. <laughs> I'll say this: enlighten the people and your people, and hopefully they'll enlighten the others. We've know, been trying to turn sense. these lights on for so man, long, and, right. then, and then, well, I'm not giving up on them. I, I'm gonna remain. Well, it depends on, who, on the, you know, I understand we got to get back out there. Yes, I agree with but, that. But it's better to be safe than to be sorry. Do what we, if we do what we're supposed to do up front, then we can go outside. Remember how we stay yeah. home till we do your homework? You know, Once you finish, then you can go out there and do what you want to do. We've spoken on those days. So yeah. this quarantine so, thing, I'm accustomed to. <laughs> I don't have no problem with staying in the house. Exactly. I but have plenty to do. I say this, I, man, the, how much time do we have for Doc calls in? Doc, Doc is uh, outside catching some sun. He'll okay. call in a little he'll, bit. He'll hit us up. All right. yeah. We may have passed him on the way getting here. <laughs> right, 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 right. We won't leave him alone by then. <laughs> but no, man, like I, I thought of like with the perfect, because you know we're coming up on the holiday weekend, mm-hmm. you know. and um, Which is early. It is. It seems like, you know, these holidays are just coming like quickly. We just got know, over, right? you know, what, Mother's Day. And before that, we had what, Easter. And, yeah. You know. Oh, y'all, and you know, got early voting. So I'm, I'm going to let me do this little announcement real quick before Doc calls in. Okay. Uh, but anyway, y'all, so normally we always start our show with the Black National Anthem. Also, voting is about to take place. Uh, this is Alvin and, and Edmund. Edmund here on the Old Fashioned Health Show on The Real 1100.
It's that time again. Early voting has begun in Georgia. You are now able to vote in person during this presidential and statewide primary election. Early voting ends Friday, June 5th. However, if you miss it, you can still vote on Tuesday, June the 9th. For those of you who have your absentee ballot, fill it out, put in the mail with a stamp by June 9th. Friends, let's do this. Make your vote count. All right, y'all, we are back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. Doc, you on the line, aren't you? What's up, Doc? I'm here. I'm here, fellas. How we doing today? Doing really good, doing man. Awesome. Doing really good. We're doing excited great. about this topic. You should have dropped us off something so we can know what we were talking about. Huh? Get the experience. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about CBD. You guys always get me so hyped up. You know, I, I tell you, I just I look forward to this uh, this time that we have. Well, we be I, looking we forward do, to the doc. We, we really too, did. Doc. You, did you hear uh, Edmund cracking on you earlier? What's that? What? What? Where, what? Oh, you don't remember what you said. <laughs> Doc, what, what, what did you say? So we were saying, I asked him. We jokes. We, no, we were just saying, well, Doc, we're going to call in. And then I said, well, Doc, probably out somewhere. And then Evan said, we probably pass, I probably passed him on the way. Yeah, to the right. I, you know, I'm getting some sun, man. It's, right, it's a beautiful right. day. And I, and I told him, I said, man, That's come wrong. on, That's get wrong. him off Doc you about know, them I'm, shorts. I'm going to be man. sitting somewhere just waiting for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about the CBD today. And we're really, really excited about that. We're talking about CBD. And the benefits and purpose and so forth and so on. And Doc is just the person to tell us about that, Doc. Come on. Please enlighten tell us. Doc. Tell us about the CBD, man. But we, we cannot just jump into it because, you know, I always got to test you guys. Oh, that's right. Bit. We got homework. So, okay. What you got? That's right. So, so the time is lose it or use it. So if you're going to lose it, you're going to move it to the left. And if you're going to keep this, okay, you're going to use it, then you're going to move it to the right. Okay. So our, our two foods for the day. The first one is soy. Lose it. Lose it. Okay, you guys are going to lose Why are you going to lose it? Because it's not... Uh, I, um, I know it doesn't have any good benefit. Well, it has some good benefits, but wasn't the that... The, that is not meat. No, isn't that the one... No, isn't that the bean that was made by... What's the guy's name? It's a, it's, it's a bean that... You can use that soybean to make car parts. Isn't that right, Doc? <laughs> that little, the, well, look, look, the, look. The, the little soybean? One of the oldest gener- um, communities in the world... Um, uses a lot of soy. They they have the largest number of um, octogenarians in the world. Okay, and of those people that live to be over 100 years of age, um, 97 percent, or I, I think it's 85 to 90 percent of them are living independently at 97 years of age. Wow. Okay. We That's talking about soybean. Japan, and at the center <laughs> of a lot of their um, their eating is soy. Now that, these people are not vegans or vegetarians, but at the center is soy. So, I will, I will go right and left on this one on you guys, okay? okay. And, and let me tell you why. Right. In the United States, a lot of us think that, you know, the soy has a lot of phytoestrogens and, and, and it can take male manhood. Um, there's been some bodybuilders who are telling us that we're wrong. So, I think the information is still out there as okay. to, to whether soy is a benefit or not. But here's where I would put it to the left. 80% of the soy that's grown in the United States, which is almost most of it, is genetically modified. Right. And you know, we don't want anything genetically modified. But if you get organic and that kind of stuff, I think that it may have some benefits. Uh, it could be a good protein source. Uh, I wouldn't have it all the time because I'm still not sure about the phytoestrogens and I don't want anything to mess with my manhood. But uh, a little bit here and there, I think may be fine. So I'm going to put it right and left okay. um, on that one, okay? All right. Okay. All right. 
All right, so let's talk about strawberries. Where are you going to put them, fellas? We're going to put that to, to the, the left. left. Yeah, you told us that last time. We tried that on you already. Unless it's, uh, unless it's organic. You see, you guys weren't listening all the way. You weren't listening. That's why I asked oh, orga- Organic okay. or, or uh, uh, non-organic? I guess yeah, that's, that's the right. question. Non-organic, you put on the left. Okay. You don't right. eat one of them. I'm telling everybody out there, don't let it just graze your lips. Really? It's non-organic. Because it is the most toxic fruit in America, has been for about 13 years. Okay? But the organic has a lot of benefits. You know, berries are just wonderful for you. It's wonderful for your immune system. Yes. They, they, they are, are so helpful in so many different areas of, of the, um, the biological mechanism of the body. So do not forsake berries, but do not eat non-organic strawberries. Okay? Okay. okay. All right. Now let's get into the topic of the day. The topic of the day is CBD. Okay. Go ahead, so, Doc. First thing I want to tell everybody is that CBD and marijuana are not the same. All right? The two different plants. One is a cannabis plant. We call it the marijuana or the weed plant. The other is the industrial hemp plant. They are cousins, but they are not the same. They produce different things. And so the biggest difference is the one that makes you high produces THC and CBD, okay? And the hemp industrial plant, it makes um, basically just CBD oil, and there's no THC at all in there. Mm. Okay? Now, two things you got to think about because there's, there's two aspects of the plant. One is the seed. So you can get hemp seed oil. Hemp seed oil has no CBD in it. Zero. Has no THC, no, no CBD. Comes from the same industrial hemp plant. The extract, on the other hand, comes from the stalks, the leaves, and the, and the buds. And that is, um, it has CBD in it. Most of the plants only have about 6% CBD, and they're coming out with a new plant that, that's ready to go. Of course, you know, scientists have to do their thing, um, which actually has up to 20% CBD in it. Um, but that plant is not quite legal in the United States right now because it has a little bit more than 0.3% THC in it. So um, when you get an extract, it can have a little bit of THC, but it's only 0.3%. So there's no way, I don't care how much you eat of it, that, or you smoke of it, or you, or you put it under your tongue, or you eat gummies, um, or you put it on your skin, it's not going to get you high. will not get you high. Okay. So... Uh, what's the difference between the hemp oil and the CBD? Well, one is the hemp oil is used more as a dietary supplement. So it has a lot of nutrients and has supplements, and it's, and it's actually used as a cooking oil. But if you get it too high uh, a temperature, that oil can make you sick. So wow. it's better if you take that, that oil, um, you know, in the raw form. Because if you, if you get, use it as a, a vegetable oil and a cook, cooking oil, you may find that you start having diarrhea, stomach cramps, and that kind of thing. Okay. So... Uh, I would not heat it. Uh, on the other hand, the CBD oil is has a lot of medicinal benefits, and we'll get into that in just a minute. Um, so we already talked about all the different ways that you can use uh, the CBD. You can you can place it under your tongue. You can vape it. You can smoke it. You can eat it. You can use it topically. Okay. There are different forms of the CBD. We're not going to go into all of that. But the question is, is it safe? Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Up to about 1,500 milligrams they have found it is safe, and most of the gummies and that kind of thing come in 25-milligram dosages, and uh, the oils you can get all the way up to about 3,000 milligrams. 
but most of the gummies and that kind of stuff come in about 25 milligram dosages, and you should increase those about every three weeks by 25 milligrams until you find a dose that works for you. Now, what are the benefits of CBD? Okay, well, one, it can help you with sleep. It can also help you with um, depression, anxiety, because it, it actually increases serotonin in the brain. They have found that certain levels of CBD, and this is different plants, you have to have some help with this, but you can use it for epilepsy, all right? Um, it's definitely an anti-inflammatory, but this, we'll talk about that in a minute if we have enough time, because it actually could be an inflammatory as well. But let's talk about that in a minute. Um, how about depression? There have been some studies that says that it might even help in breast cancer, but we're not going to step out there and say it's a, it's a cure for breast cancer, but it may help. It may help. Um, it, it also can cause some side effects, which is, you know, you can get some nausea, some dizziness, some vomiting. So we do have to be careful. Um, but some of the things, let's switch over back to the hemp seed oil, okay? okay. Because I want people not to, to, to forget that as a nutritional benefit. And, and why is it so important? Because it's got a lot of omega-3 fatty acids in it, you know? And so that's like fish, right? Yes. A lot of omega-3 fatty acids. Uh, it does have some omega-6s, too, which is good for your skin, all right? It's good for people who have, like, psoriasis and that kind of thing because it helps to hydrate the skin and moisturize it. Um, but it has some vitamins. Now, not all the products. So you have to kind of check out the manufacturer because... Depending on how it's the seeds that they use, you may get these other benefits. We're talking about vitamin E, vitamin K, magnesium, and iron, zinc, calcium, antioxidants. You can even get protein and fiber from this stuff. Um, so it's it's a great great benefit. Uh, okay. One of the things I want to say about this is be careful if you're pregnant taking it. Pregnancy and breastfeeding, you probably should not take either CBD oil or hemp oil. Okay. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's any and form, right? What's that? That's any form or any do dosage of it? Like they yeah, any form, any dosage. Stay away from it. We don't know about it. Um, you can, especially with hemp oil, uh, there have been some associated problems, and we don't know how deep this goes, with cardiac problems and strokes. Um, and we talked about the digestive problems. Some people said they had some hallucinations, you know, but... You know, those are the people who are probably allergic to Tylenol. So uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody else. And, and there can be some coagulation problems because of the vitamin E. Vitamin E doesn't allow you to be able to coagulate your blood as, as well. So if you have a coagulation problem where you don't um, clot your blood very well or you're on aspirin, that kind of thing, talk to your doctor. Don't just go out there and say it's all natural and I can take it. Okay. Um, another comment about the CBD oil is that it can interact with your medications. Um, they found that it's, it's not a huge, huge problem, but if you're taking something that has to be metabolized by, and, and it, it's called the cytochrome P450. I don't want to get too technical, but it has something to do with the liver and how you metabolize drugs. If you are on drugs that, that metabolize through the cytochrome P450 and your doctor will know that, then you may want to be very cautious. You don't necessarily not have to, to deal with the CBD, but you might have to time when you take your CBD and when you take your medication so that they don't interact with each other, all right? Uh, so let's see. Is there any other things we want to know about? I, I want to give you guys yeah. a chance to talk and ask me questions because, you know, we only have about nine minutes left. So let's just cut it right there and let's get into it. Okay. I got a question for you, Doc. So the, yes. the CBD oil and the CBD that you're speaking on is the CBD that can be purchased at the dispensaries that we see here in Atlanta and like other states and stuff now? Is it a different grade? Like, is there a medical grade of CBD oil that you're speaking on? 
there, there is a medical grade that you can um, purchase. I'm not sure how you get it. Okay. It is going to be one of your better um, qualities if you can get that. Um, we don't have the, the, the real licensed dispensaries here like you see in California and those other places where they have both THC and CBD. Um, you know, I went into a place and, and actually asked about some of the, the leaf that they had, because you can actually smoke the buds as well. Really? And so I was asking about that. Yeah, okay. and the, the buds do have a little bit of THC, but it still should be less than 0.3%. If you get some of the oils, some of the oils, they will have extracted out all of the THC, okay? And, and the reason that's important to know about that is that, you know, if you're going to undergo a drug test or something, the question is whether or not you come up positive. Well, if you're smoking it, I don't know. Okay, but if you're taking one of the pure oils, then you're going to be fine. It's not going to have a cross-reactivity. So um, th there's not a lot of regulation, but there are some companies who are self-regulating through an independent uh, regulating body. And so that's what I would try to search out is whether or not they have their product registered with an independent body so that you know what you're getting. Okay? It, it seemed like... Uh... <clears throat> As far as CBD is concerned, in order to really, I guess I could say, enjoy the benefits or actually see most of the benefit, either you have mm -hmm. to take an extra, you have to kind of do quite a bit of it, it sounds like, in order to to be able to tell or get the benefits that it's supposed to. You know, that's a great question, uh, Alvin. Um, okay, so myself, when I take it for concentration, all right, because it can help with... Um, OCD as well as um, ADD, all right? So if you have a little concentration problem, you know, you're sitting there and you're trying to, to do some things, uh, you may find out that uh, if you take a little CBD, you'll be fine. So okay. I found out that 500 milligrams of the oil does me very well. But I have my patients, a lot of my patients who have anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, sleep problems, but especially anxiety, mm -hmm. uh, they are on 1,000 to 1,500 to 1,800 milligrams. Um, some of the older people I have actually on 1,500 to 1,800, especially if they have fear at home, they're concerned about people not visiting them all the time, um, you know, you can't make them happy. Those kinds of people usually need 1,500 to 1,800, but I'm telling you, the families, the, the people around them, even the individuals are saying, you know what, I don't know what's in that stuff, because we don't tell them the CBD. Because, you know, they think it's marijuana. You can't convince an older person that it's not marijuana. Uh, so we just tell them it's a vitamin. Okay. Well, <laughs> and, you know, older people... And, can... and I have seen them turn around 100% and the families and everybody communicating. Uh, I even have a relative who just was so honorary for years. And we had her on different kinds of medications. We put her on CBD. She is a delight. I don't know where this woman was for the last 35 years, but she is a delight. Wow. I've seen that before also, Doc. And people. Really? Yes. Well, I yeah. got a, I got a couple of relatives. I know we need. Where can I order some of this at? I, I got a couple of relatives. They, I'm sure they're not listening to me. I need to box up some and send them something bad. Now, the, the, well, well, if you contact me, I do know an individual that I kind of work with a little bit, mm. um, and and I always have to keep watching. You know whether she's going with a different company, that kind of stuff. But so far, her product has been very, very good. Uh, and, and I've um, enjoyed, you know, what she's been bringing. She does go to the growers and talks to them and that kind of thing. So uh, I do have somebody, if you're interested, you know, if you have somebody that's a difficult case. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I do want to say about COVID and whatnot is that these uh, products, and especially like hemp seed oil, because of the omega-3 fatty acids and everything, 
it is really good in boosting the good bacteria in your gut, and it decreases inflammation. That's what we talked about. Um, they are now looking, there's some studies that are showing that this thing may be like an adaptogen. Like it may go in either direction, the CBD. Yes. Mm-hmm. The CBD may go in either direction. Like it may, like if you need a little bit more of a lift to your immune system where you can have more in- inflammation, mm-hmm. it may give it that. And then if you need to downgrade it a bit because you're already inflamed and you have a lot of um, stress going on and that kind of stuff, it may have a direct effect where it actually decreases. And we all know that it's an anti-inflammatory because it helps with arthritis, it helps with pain, it helps with um, some skin disorders, all of those things. And so we absolutely know that happens. But the thing that's exciting is that we're seeing that even with things like COVID, where they have this thing called a, a cytokine rush, meaning that you get these in- inflammatory markers that just kind of take off when you get sick. Okay. It's actually reducing those markers, meaning that it's actually um, causing the, uh, well, there's certain cytokines you want to actually increase when you have an an infection. It's actually making those cytokines go up and the other bad cytokines go down. This stuff is exciting. It sure is. I mean, what what if it potentially has some um, effect in them finding a cure for for COVID? Oh, you know, no. or assisting, you never, man. It'd help you tolerate COVID, but I don't see it curing how, it. How, how are you going to just say no? They got to do the experimental element of it. That's just it. like saying smoking some reefer, and I know y'all know what reefer is. What's reefer? <laughs> What's that? You, For the listeners that may not be aware, what's reefer? Well, the three of us know what it is. Doc knows what it is. You know how what reefer is. you know Doc know what it is? I don't Doc, you, you do you know where we're <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, was, I, was, I came up through the 70s. I absolutely know what it is. Okay? <laughs> For those who are not aware, go that watch what you got on TSB. You know what Reef is. <laughs> I, I tried it, but I didn't inhale, okay? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. They've watched Friday before. Doc, you know what? Doc, you know what? So I know we're gonna have to get you out of here. See, you know what I'm talking about. I just want to clear my good name up. You remember you talked about the soybean thing earlier? So I had to pull it up. There was this product that uh, so we just going back to soybean really quick, but uh, there was some research done with the, uh, with Henry Ford when he was producing the automobile. They used right. form of the sea, of the soybean to help make some parts of the automobile. If they look, if you look it up. Uh, anybody out there listening, that that actually that's what turned me off to the whole soybean thing. Soybean thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, but see, but see, now, you got to slow down on that because even if you look at the hemp, hemp at one time was no, the not- largest industry in the United States. Okay, it's made with it's like the hemp plant itself. We use it for rope, we use it for clothes. Yes, but we also use it as a nutrition. Say it one more, okay, f- one, one more time for him, Doc, in case he didn't hear you. Say it I heard, heard it. He heard it. Okay. But right. I mean, you ain't using for no car parts. I can eat up a rope, and I ain't. They drink. actually, well, yeah, but but the car parts. I mean, if they're using it for rope, they're using it for cloth. Yes. Then they use it in the cars for the seats. Exactly. You only. Know about the cloth because you because you uh, uh, fashion but you could use the oil you could potentially use the oil as a lubricant so so you know there's there's, there's all kinds of, of ways that we can manipulate things the, the question is whether it's toxic to the body okay and that's what we want to look at is toxicities and tolerance there's a lot of things that we we have that have different uses uh, and, and so they may or may not be toxic to the body but there are some things. I mean, if something is a clean up, well, here's a, here's one. Lemons, if you use lemons and oranges, the, the, the skin, okay, and you squeeze them, it is one of the strongest cleaners that you can actually purchase. And you have to be careful when you put it on your hands when they squeeze it out and they put it into a, uh, an oil. You can actually buy it. Um, and and I, I bought some of the orange stuff. It, it, it made from orange peels. Very, very, very strong for cleaning. Right. 
Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's from the orange peel. We eat oranges. Right. So look, Doc, you come on. We, we won't have to give you more time this because we be having way too much fun because we know Dr. Hines is on now so we got to get you off. Yeah, but, uh, but, but Doc, next week, we're going to have the continuation of part two of yes. uh, uh, this, this. Next week, we're going to talk about products that are made for uh, universal for, for, for products like whatever rope and then stuff that are used for ingestion because I want to know what else you know, Doc, that, that I think I'm supposed to... Uh, Drive one time and then take it. <laughs> and, and, and Doc, we'll figure out a way to do a show and tell so he can describe and show us what reefer is. <laughs> you know what, Doc? On that note, right, thank you so you know much. What? Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Love you both. All right, you know, Doc. Right, next week. Okay. All right, Doc. Take it easy. Be safe. All, All right. <laughs> Rejuvenation for youthfulness and beauty is trending worldwide. People are getting laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, skin brightening, tightening, lifting, and reshaping. SmartPlex ATL, a comprehensive medical spa located in East Cobb, 4799 Old Town Parkway. You can also visit us online at smartplexatl.com. Dr. Alexander and his team enjoy pampering you while you receive customized treatments in a beautiful, calming, zen-like atmosphere. SmartPlex ATL. We are your Hollywood destination for exciting, youthful rejuvenation. All right, y'all. We are back. We just finished up with Dr. Alexander from SmartPlex ATL, and we have Dr. Carissa Hines uh, on the line right now. Doc. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing this week? Hello, we would like to ask you to forgive us for all that old reefer conversation we, we were having just laughing. a minute ago. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. You know, there there is real promise with uh, with CBD and such things. So, you know, it's a valid conversation to have. Speak on it. <laughs> See, he likes talking about that kind of thing, Doc. Well, I said CBD, not, uh, not, not the, uh, the other uh, stuff. Uh, that, uh, we're he's, listening, we're listening. Not the reefer. He just wants to he keep that little reefer conversation going. <laughs> just the word of it is, is funny. It's hilarious to me, especially when Alvin said it. <laughs> Y'all All right, Doc. <laughs> what you got for us today? So today, let's talk about vaccines. So in the news, of course, with COVID, that has been a big push mm -hmm. um, for the development of a vaccine and how quickly we can have one. And now it looks like, at least in the initial um, evaluation, it looks like there may be one that is showing some promise. Of course, it's in the very, very early, early stages. Okay. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, since that is kind of in the news, I said, well, you know, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So, okay. um, so vaccines are medications that, that give us an acquired immunity to a germ, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and they are very, very specific. So they are targeted towards whatever germ they are made from, okay? Okay. So that is why one of the earlier conversations or one of the early questions that uh, someone asked me is, if I take my flu shot, does that help me with coronavirus? And of course, the answer to that is no, mm -hmm. um, because your flu vaccine is targeted directly towards flu. Okay. Um, so there are different types of vaccines. Um, there are four, four different types, and then they have two types that are um, still under um, evaluation and then research to see if they could be uh, feasible. So you have your live vaccine, which is made from a live, live particle of, um, of your germ, uh, but it's weakened. So it is enough for your body to mount an immune response to, but not enough to make you sick. Okay. 
Um, and then you have your inactive, um, which is a completely what we call a dead virus um, or dead bacteria. And so an example of that would be your flu. Um, an example of your live vaccine would be your MMR, your measles, measles mumps, rubella. Uh, inactive vaccine would be the flu. Um, and then you have a recombinant where they use a part of the germ um, to generate um, the immune response. And then your toxoid type, where they actually use the toxin that is produced by a virus or a bacteria. And a more common uh, example of that would be your tetanus vaccine. Okay. So how do vaccines work? So they train the immune system to recognize and combat a certain bacteria or virus, depending on what it's made from. Um, your immune system learns this germ and, if, and remembers it. And if it sees it again, can produce an immune response to fight it off before it makes you sick. Hmm. So, um, I'm sorry? So, uh, so I, I, was, I was just kind of going back to uh, with the whole flu thing the, and the, mm -hmm. you know, how the viruses work. Uh, well, the immune, the vaccines work. <clears throat> so now, of course, this man is not a doctor. You know, you hear him talk about this on the, in the White House, not Dr. Fauci, but uh, I did hear him say something about uh, using the same analogy as the flu shot, uh, but not not putting it together with the coronavirus uh, mm -hmm. and how it works. But I'm wondering, so what would be the difference if uh, I don't take a flu shot? Mm -hmm. I end up with the flu. Mm -hmm. but then they have something for coronavirus that I end up taking. Would that help me with the flu? Nope. Totally um, because, again, the, um, the, the vaccine is targeted towards that one thing. Okay. So a coronavirus vaccine is not going to help you to ward off flu and vice versa. So, so why do they think then that the uh, okay, so the, the hydroxychloroquine, which is mm -hmm. used for uh, lupus and stuff malaria, like, malaria and lupus, okay, uh -huh. why does the guy in the White House think it's gonna help with the coronavirus, or is there some some things in that that can help? So, generally, um, because malaria is caused by a bacteria. Mm -hmm. Um, and we know that viruses, this coronavirus in the name, is a virus. Okay. So traditionally speaking, antibiotics do not work on viruses ever, ever, ever. Okay. So as to why the occupant of the White House feels that this may work, I, I can't explain that one for you. Um, there have been studies. Um, and, it, and studies are still underway with uh, Plaquenil or hydroxychloroquine. Mm -hmm. um, so far, international studies, and I think, I know there's been a couple studies here. There's been a study in Brazil. There are a few studies in Europe that have not shown any consequential results with Plaquenil. Um, and also, you know, the side effects, which, you know, I think we discussed a couple of weeks ago, um, the side effects from this drug can be pretty devastating. Um, so it's not one that we just want to give people just in case. So, um, you know, personally, I find it a little incredulous that his physician would allow him to take a drug that can cause life-threatening heart rhythm problems mm -hmm. um, because he is the president of the United States. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know that that's a risk. If it were me, that would not be a risk that I would advise my patient to take, particularly when you're the president of the United States. <laughs> exactly. Well, and then, you know, Nancy Pelosi said he's a uh, morbidly <laughs> She did. She, she, she did. Said he's morbidly um, obese, so you know maybe he should not be taking it, huh? I, I would not. I would not allow him to. But you know, he didn't ask me, so you know, that's that. I don't know if even if he did ask me, and I told him no, I don't know that he would follow my advice anyway. <laughs> um, no, but anyway, okay. So, um, a common question that people say, um, or a question that they ask, and things that they say is that they um, took the flu shot and they got the flu. Mm. That is not possible um, because uh, the flu vaccine is what we call a dead virus. So all it does is generate the immune response. Now, that immune response may be fever, muscle aches, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. headache. So it may give you some symptoms that are similar to flu, but it's just your body generating that initial immune response so that it can get ready if it sees it again, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you will not have the flu. But it feels the same, so I understand how people can can feel that way. Wow. So, in terms of developing new vaccines, of course, this is a process. Um, so, your first stage is your lab development, um, where they disassemble the, the germ and figure out how they can attack it. And then they develop whatever path that is of attack. They develop the vaccine. Next, you have to do animal testing. Um, This current vaccine, which, as I understand, does not have a name yet, Mm -hmm. um, but it it is in mouse trial. So they're trying it on mice, on lab mice, to see what happens. Wow. Then they will move it to a higher level primate. So usually they'll use monkeys. Um, to see, you know, what the response will be. The next step will be small groups of human trials. So you'll have maybe a few dozen to 100 people trying this vaccine to see what happens and, you know, being tested and that kind of thing. And then the the next step is the larger human studies where you have thousands of people um, taking this vaccine and being monitored for results. And, And then if all of those things uh, go well, then the vaccine can be released to the general public to be used. So it's not like so, a quick turnaround like they're trying to run. It takes a little time to get this stuff done. It takes a long time to do that. So um, traditionally, fast track, 12 to 18 months. Wow. That's if they rush it. And um, If they don't rush it, you're talking about years mm. to it, develop this. So, you know, that's why a lot of people um, in medicine have been saying, you know, a vaccine is not the thing. You know, of course, we're going to work towards that, but that is not the thing to hang your hat on right now because we don't know how long it's going to be before we can get past that last step of the the large number of human um, human studies. Um, and if at any point in time in those stages of development, if something goes wrong, you got to start back over again. Mm. So they're they trying to really rush through to try to find something for, for this coronavirus. So right now, and, and with good reason, you know, because it is it is devastating. I mean, yeah, we yeah. see, you know, we are now in the United States 
at 1.5 million cases, almost 100,000 deaths. So this is something, you know, that is definitely worthy of our right best now. efforts in trying to get something to help with this and to, you know, kind of shut this down. So, Doc, let me ask you this. Uh, uh-huh. so, so two things really quick. I'm sorry. Uh, you yeah, know, no when, when, when this whole coronavirus start, uh first hitting, the, hitting the, the, the circuit and people were talking about it, why did they choose Tylenol to be the more safer type of thing to take over? Because, like, they, they didn't believe in taking, they thought Advil and Aleve, right, was one you shouldn't take? That's correct. Why is Advil bad for you? So I don't know that we know exactly why this is that was happening. Mm-hmm. But what we were observing was that people who were taking, who would get a fever, for example, or muscle aches, and they would take a, a, a Advil or a leave of Motrin. Those are all um, in the same class at NSAID. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, they would have worse outcomes. What do you mean? When Dr. they were... So they were sick, they were sicker, and they were dying. So what we don't know is, was that a causative effect, Mm. or was it just coincidental? Mm. Because, you know, it's natural that people, you know, have a headache, I'm going to take a Motrin, my back hurts, I'm achy, I have a fever. You know, we give thousands and thousands of doses of Motrin every day in the emergency room and, you know, people buy it over the counter and that kind of thing for those, those types of symptoms. Um, so I, I think, I, I don't know exactly how that was working in terms of why it was causing those symptoms, but that was the correlation that was being made at that time. Okay. Now, so then my last question. So with with them trying to rush to well, while we're trying to rush to find or trying to find a vaccine, whether we rushing to do it or not, and in the right. meantime, until we do, what's your best thing you could tell us? It's getting is Memorial Day is coming up. People are out like they think it's over. What yeah. would you tell us to be the best thing you know to do as a medical professional? Well, before I answer that, let me tell you one more piece about vaccines. Okay. Um, so there is one thing called herd immunity. Mm, okay. okay. That people that people talk about also. Yes, I hear about it. Okay, what is that? Um, and so what that is, is if there are enough people in the population who have either been vaccinated or exposed to a particular germ, then they can protect people who can't take the vaccine. Really? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a movie. <laughs> it no, probably I'm... has been. Um, so what it is, because some people can't take vaccines. Now, of course, we have people who, who choose not to take vaccines or have their children's vac- children vaccinated mm. um, because of religious purposes or, you know, whatever their reasons may be. But there are actually some people who absolutely positively cannot take vaccines. So, for example, very young babies, because their immune systems are developing, they are too young to challenge with a vaccine. Uh So that is why, like, one of the old practices that when you had a baby, you didn't go outside for, what, three months? The baby didn't go outside except to go to the the doctors, right? Right. That's that's, That's the reason for that, because with this new immune system, you know, you don't want that itty bitty baby trying to to mm-hmm. fight that off because they may not be able to. Right. Wow. 
Um, you also have people that have depressed immune systems. So, for example, someone who has cancer who's taking chemo, their immune system is suppressed because of the drugs and the chemo and all of that. So they are vulnerable to infections because of their medical treatment. And then you have some people who may have allergies to, um, to certain vaccines. So, for example, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine that I mentioned earlier, um, people who are allergic to eggs cannot take this particular vaccine. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, so those people depend upon herd immunity so that, you know, they can be protected from these big, bad germs and germs and bacteria and viruses as well. But like I said, a significant portion of your population has to be either vaccinated or exposed. So from my research on the low end, 40% of your population to the high end, 70 to 90% of your population either has to be exposed or vaccinated. So if we were taking the low end of 40% and we're at 300 million people, that's almost 100 million people would have to be exposed mm -hmm. to COVID-19. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that is a tremendous because I said we're at one point five million cases. Yeah. But we're talking, you know, almost a tenfold. Or a hundredfold. Yeah. Um, for, you know, for that herd immunity to come in. So if you have that many people infected, you're going to have a tremendous number of deaths as well. So, you know, I don't know um, that that is something that we want to pursue. Um I believe Sweden is doing this, um, and they have had, you know, quite a few, quite a few deaths. Um, but they are on their way to um, to establishing herd immunity towards coronavirus because they have not done any of their shelter in place, not to the extremes as other countries have in Europe. Right. Now back to the question that you asked me, and if you wouldn't mind repeating that for me. Uh, so I wanted to know what do you think. Uh, with Memorial Day coming up, people uh, are out and about. Yes. Best practices. Yes, What's yes, yes. Um, they remain the same as, as far as I am concerned. Um, of course, you know, we want to practice good hand washing. Um, we, I do still recommend that we wear masks when we are out and limit our time out and limit, you know, how many people we are around. And I still recommend social distancing and sheltering in place. Okay. Um, because, again, you know, this is a new virus. We are still learning, um, kind of learning as we go right? Um, about this. And so, you know, even though some states, you know, all of the states are open now. I believe Connecticut was the last state to, to go into phase one of reopening their economy um, either yesterday or the day before. And so, you know, now all 50 states are, quote, unquote, open. And so now we just have to wait and see what happens. Now, hopefully, you know, the curve will, will remain flattened. The number of cases will not have significant increases. Um, but, you know, if they, if they do rise again, um, you know, just taking a page from history, the influenza epidemic or pandemic of 1918 had three, three outbreaks. And the second outbreak was far worse than the first. So hoping that history will not repeat itself exactly. with this. But, you know, we still need to do all that we can as individuals to protect ourselves, 
to protect our friends, family, and neighbors. Like they're speaking wow. on this second wave that may possibly hit. Is that kind of what you're yeah. talking about? Just pretty much yeah. preparing yourself, adapting to this new lifestyle that we have, in addition to building your immune system and just trying to get yourself balanced all the way around as much as you can for whatever just may possibly case. occur, just in case. Exactly. Wow. Well, Doc, I tell you, th- I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so very much. Cause Thank I you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Oh, I can actually own it. On. Uh, so are you saying it is safe to go to the barbecue, but we just have to stay socially distanced, <laughs> is what you say. I, I, I would say get a to-go plate. <laughs> so I, you know, I know we talk bad about people who show up, get a stay for five minutes and get a to-go plate, but that's what I'm recommending that folks do. Get a to-go plate. You heard it here. Doc said get a to-go. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. You're all right? welcome. Doc. You all have a happy and safe weekend. You, you too. too. You Be too. Safe. Be blessed. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. That was Dr. Hines. We'll be right back with Dr. Sue here in just a minute on the Old Fashioned Health Show on The Real 1100. It's that time again. Early voting has begun in Georgia. You are now able to vote in person during this presidential and statewide primary election. Early voting ends Friday, June 5th. However, if you miss it, you can still vote on Tuesday, June the 9th. For those of you who have your absentee ballot, fill it out, put in the mail with a stamp by June 9th. Friends, let's do this. Make your vote count. All right, y'all. Welcome back. This is Alvin. And Edmund. Y'all ready? We got another good. We got to look. We got all the way. I'm not even going to give her that long introduction. Uh, Doc, could you come wow, on in? really? Really? <laughs> I had a good one out here. I, we look. We I had a good one, good one for you, but uh, I, I tell you what, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you kick it off. But I want to ask you just this one question. Yes, sir. We had Doctor Alexander on just a minute ago. Was you listening to us? I heard. I heard some of it. I did hear some of it. Are you familiar with the term reefer? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. I, 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 you remember they used to play that old movie Reefer Man. If they didn't play it for our generation, but we used to see it and look at it and laugh at it when you know saw all those people running around and stuff like that. Edmund, Edmund over there is trying. He's trying to be brand new. I, I get it. No, no, no. You know what's funny? Every time I hear that word, I just find it to be like humorous. Just hearing that, just reefer. Just but you that. heard of it before? Yeah, I've heard of it. That's what makes me laugh about it. Doc, he has on a plaid oh shirt. I want to let you know. And he cannot tell, but he don't know what reefer I rock, is. I rock the plaid. <laughs> and yes, I, I, I've heard of reefer before. I'm just saying, every time I hear it, I just think it's, it's hilarious. Just so Especially we, when you say we've graduated from <laughs> we graduated reefer. from reefer yeah. to, from marijuana to cannabis oil to okay. um, CBD CBD. So you guys just left out weed. So you left out weed. Well, you hold on, wait, 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 wait. Doc, you left out all of that. Doc, so, me, okay, so let, you're throwing me off course. I, okay, I have, I have a quick question. <laughs> so what's the difference between reefer and weed? You Is know what? Different? I'm not going to get into that with you because what I did. But we having some mental. We having a Mr. mental Edmund, thing, Mr. Edmund. Before I before I move forward with my segment, okay. when I was listening to you, it was very clear. I always tell people who, and I'm not saying that you advocate marijuana but that's smoking marijuana recreationally but that's the way it sounded it's not for me to judge but what i always find about people who smoke as opposed to people who drink people who drink just say i just like to drink people who smoke like to smoke weed 
you guys can well see it's really good for the environment. <laughs> yes, yeah, sh- like right. Because they told me like this or whatever you like to do. Just say, hey, it relaxes me. It's not for me to say it's good, bad, or whatever. But <laughs> exactly. when you're but when you're talking to your friends, if it is something that you do. Mm-hmm. Just say, hey, it relaxes me. Nobody needs to hear about the environmental good that it's doing. Right, I mean, somebody making for, for Dr. Alexander's segment, <laughs> I, I get it. And, but, and, for, and, but for the other people, stop. In defense stop. of that, Alvin Alvin kept wanting to refer back to it like being car parts for like BMWs and stuff like that. So <laughs> like, you know, just wanted to get that element clear. Now, a lot of Doc, people, you know what? Come on, a with lot of people saying, may, <laughs> may possibly, you know, use this as some type of benefit or you know, right. what's going in their homes right now. We don't know, but like you say, if it works for someone, it works for someone. But we Alvin kind of kept bringing that up. But we're gonna take it up on our next stuff. half. Doc, go ahead and tell us what you're, what you're okay. saying. Okay, so so listen. Before I even get started, I do want to ask people to tune in to my uh, website www.meenterprises.net. I am going to upload a show tomorrow dealing with the church past present and future okay, and so it will be on my home page but also you can go to my meditative messages and compelling conversations page and it's going to be a two-part it's a two-part interview so i'm going to upload the first part um tomorrow morning and then the other part will be uploaded on the 29th the following friday so i think it's, it's really interesting i think you'll really like it the guest is Pastor Damon Richardson. He actually was a, um, he actually grew up, uh, I believe, in a nation, and then he moved to, the, to Christianity. It's a very interesting interview, and in the second part of the interview, we talk about not only the role of the church, but the role of the black church, and are they upholding what they used to, are they doing what they used to do? So I think you guys find it interesting. So let's go ahead and get started. So guess what? What? What's up? The month of May is Mental Mental. Health Awareness Month. Right. Okay. All right. What I wanted to and and the reason is is basically what the month is set up for is to raise awareness about mental illness and to educate the public about mental illness. But my topic today is going to be self care for mental health professionals. It's going to be self-care for mental health professionals. Now, I'm going to speak a lot as Donna because as a person who's been in the field like 25 years um, post-grad, and and then I I worked as a social worker, as old people say in the South, used to say, those are my roots. Working as a social worker. Okay? Now, Doc, as you go now, don't don't forget, so you're going to go into... We might just take the little commercial break for just a second and come back, okay? Just so you know. Go ahead, go we, ahead, because you took up half of my second talking about yeah. your reefer. So <laughs> go ahead. Are we, are we doing it now, uh, engineer? Are we going on, and then we're gonna do it. You said what now? When, when do we do it at a halfway mark? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we got like three minutes. Okay, so three she minutes. can do, and then we'll go to the halfway mm-hmm. mark. Okay, okay, so go. so let me say this. So when I talk about mental health professionals, psychiatrists are generally medical. I I appreciate them. I appreciate psychologists. They do a lot of testing, so I appreciate them very much. So I'm, I don't want—I don't want them to think that I don't appreciate them. But who I really want to talk about are my social workers, counselors, marriage, family therapists, discharge planners, and I want to talk about those individuals because a lot in case managers because a lot of times we are left out of we are left out of people appreciating us and understanding what we do. Even when I looked up the term clinicians, the first thing that came up was doctor. 
first thing that came up was doctor. So when we return, when we come back, because I know we, we, you know we only have a couple of minutes. So when we come back, what I want to do is talk about the stressors that we have to deal with pre-COVID nineteen. Okay. Pre-COVID-19, and I want my mental health professionals to understand when they're getting burned out and stressed out. Not is not the typical burned out and stressed out, so I want them to understand that, and then we'll talk about how they can take care of themselves. They already know how to do it. I just want to reiterate it to them because sometimes we don't take our own advice. Okay, mm. okay, okay. I think you, I think you still be going. He, he'll, he, he gonna let us know. I think he said we got a few more minutes to go. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you All right. So here are some of the things. Here are some of the things. Not only are we talking to people about their problems if we're working as therapists and counselors, but I also want you to keep in mind that we, a lot of us, depending on the field that we're in, we have to deal with death on a regular basis. We have people who work in oncology. We have people. I, I first started out my first job. Job. I was working with uh, individuals who who had been diagnosed with full blown AIDS back in the day. That when they got diagnosed, about two weeks later, they were probably going to die. And we were doing hospital visits and home visits with them. I don't think people understand sometimes the danger that we're in, sometimes depending on the job. Sometimes you may get a call in the middle of the night and you have to go into somebody's home who is psychotic. And I have had colleagues in different states who the police meet them at the house and they want the clinician to go into the house before they do. Wow. And so the, the danger, or you're going to do a home visit and you go to talk to somebody that is, the, the hospital bed is in the back because they're not ambulatory, and then they're selling crack up front, so you got to pretend like you don't see it. See, people don't understand those things, or the, the, the clinicians who have to pull children out of the home, and they really don't want to do that, or they see children being abused, and red tape will not allow them to pull them out of the home. Or when you see the system that is disenfranchising other individuals, and you go home thinking to yourself, did I do my best? Am I really doing what I am supposed to do? Mm. And also, just the way you may internalize things. You may internalize things because you're just like, hey, I'm working for the system instead of working for this client that I have in front of me. And you also see care being impeded. And so you're thinking to yourself, you know what? What's, what's the point? Wow. What is the point? And those are things that you take home with you. And then there are cases sometimes where when you're dealing with things on the front line, you're constantly, when I say internalizing them, mm-hmm. meaning you're taking them home and you go and you go and sit in your room. You go wow. and sit in your You don't want to be bothered with anyone because what you're doing and you don't realize it is you're taking on other people's problems. All and right. so not All just right. wondering whether or not you're doing enough, but you start taking on other people's problems. All and right. if you're we dealing with death, destruction, negativity, and those types of things on a regular basis, that is bound to have some type of impact, negative impact on you. All right. You can't so gonna, always we gonna, compartmentalize we gonna, we're gonna take going that, on. We're going to take that quick break. We're going to come back to this, okay. this part. All right. Okay. We'll, we'll be right back. You're tuned into WWE Peakville. AM 1100. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. All right, Doc, so we were talking about compartmentalizing. Yes, yes, sir. And the other thing is I don't think sometimes people realize how stressful it is when you're talking to an individual. It doesn't matter if you're a marriage family therapist. It doesn't matter if you're a social worker doesn't matter if you're a discharge center reentry planner. I don't think people realize, too, when people talk to you sometimes, 
mm-hmm. and you feel like they are presenting with suicidal, what, what, what we call suicidality. And but but you know what? They don't fit the criteria to go into the hospital or to be checked for evaluation. And you go home thinking to yourself, did I do the right thing? I hope this person doesn't harm himself. Or you did the right thing legally. You did the right thing ethically. But you're still thinking, I hope this person does not harm themselves. I hope I hope this doesn't happen. Or for a person who's homicidal. And they may, and you're hoping, you're thinking to yourself, I hope they don't go out and harm this person because they have not fit. People don't understand there are certain criteria that you have to have before you can report something. And even when you do report something, a lot of times they're like, eh, we can't really do anything with that. That's a lot for a person to carry with them. And I don't think people understand that. So what I want to say to individuals, and this for you guys is going to sound kind of humorous, and you know sometimes I like to add a little humor, but at the end of the day, this is real. For my, for my mental health professionals, again, that I give a huge shout-out to because I don't think we get the respect we deserve right. because you hear people say regularly, I can do your job. You hear that all of the time. I can do your job. I can do your job. Okay, well, I wish you would do it, and in addition, I wish you would do it and show me how what I'm doing wrong. That's what you're thinking to yourself. But here's the other issue: when when this is when a person is stressed out. This is what I was getting ready to say, which is going to be a differ a little bit, and it'll be a little humorous, but it's real. We all we all know that a lot of times you can tell when you're stressed out because the vices you have, you you know, you increase those. So that could be smoking cigarettes. It could be smoking marijuana. Right, Mr. Edna? Is that correct? It could be smoking marijuana. It could be um, drinking alcohol. It could even be cursing too much. It could even be cursing too much. Mm. You know, um, it could be agitation. Everybody knows that. But here's here's another way that you can determine if you're stressed out, not just if you're isolating from your family, but here's this. If, if your children or you're in a relationship, you're a significant other, if they start annoying you because they're reminding you of a client, that's sitting in front of you, that, that sat in front of you earlier that day. And it sounds funny, but you know what? And I've spoken to a lot of clinicians, and they might say, he or she just irritated me. I felt like I was talking to one of my clients. Oh, wow. And it's nothing that they did bad. It's that you're transferring that to them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's energy. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So here's, a, here's another issue that, that you may say, oh, okay, I'm, I'm working too much. When your job is interfering with your home life, let me give you an example of that. If I'm a person who works with sex offenders all day or I'm a person who works with children who have been sexually abused all day, I may come home and start looking at my significant other or some of my relatives funny when they're around my children because I have been around a certain level of behavior for so long. Does that make sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? At that point, then I start looking at everybody funny. Mm. That, That can be a problem. If every time, if when people come around you, you, you're just annoyed all day, like when you come home from work, you go into the room and isolate, or somebody's coming up to you saying, hey, babe, how did you do? Hey, hey, mom, hey, dad, how's everything going? And you're looking at them saying, I wish you would leave me alone. In your mind, you're saying, I wish you would leave me alone and just stop talking to me. And they've done absolutely nothing to you. That's something that you need to look at. How would you recommend that someone handle if they felt if that was a situation yeah, that they were dealing question. with? Like, do, do you state that there or do you kind of hide what you're feeling or, or call what? somebody to get help? What do you do? No, I'm saying in that moment. Right. That's like what in I'm that saying. situation. What, yeah. What, what do you suggest? Well, what I'm generally what is and it's depending upon the clinician. Most of the time you have some level of awareness or your attitude is just bad. You don't say anything. Now, for those who might say something, you, and I'm being honest, I'm being honest. 
for those who might say something, then if you have a significant other, or not even a significant other, just, just a family member or a friend that's noticing that with you, then if it's a true friend or a family member that, that means no malicious intent, then at some point you can pull them aside and say, listen, it looks like you kind of stressed out. You know, and that may be something that you need to look at. And I'm going to talk about some of the things that they can do in, in, in a quick second. One of the things that I always say is take the advice that you're giving your clients. So here's the thing. Um, mental health professionals, a lot of times, not all of us, but a lot of times, we are just like nurses and doctors. Have you ever heard that nurses and doctors are some of the worst patients you ever yeah. want to yeah. deal with? Mm -hmm. That's the way mental health professionals are. Not not all, but a, but a great deal. And so it's very so. What I would say is, if you feel yourself getting off center and discombobulated, then do as you would tell a client. Now you would tell your client. It doesn't matter what walk of life they're in. Hey, you know what? You seem like you're a little off center, or you're not yourself. We need to pinpoint what's going on with you. Okay. We need to pinpoint what's going on with you. Another another piece is this: if I get to the point that when I start walking into my job. I start having anxiety or I get the fit or, you know, normally I'm like, I'm going to do 100, 150 percent. And I, I get to the point that when I go in, I'm like, I don't even care at this point. That's something that you need to look at. That's something that you need to look at. And you might even need to look at whether or not you need to change, not necessarily your profession, but the area that you're working in, because it may be causing you too much stress and it may be causing you some anxiety or it may be causing you some level of depression so that's something you have to look at and here's the other thing go to a therapist here's something that mental health professionals a lot of times don't like to do they will say and i've had some of my um friends reach out to me and they'll say donna do you know somebody that that i could go to to talk to and they're like i can't i have to make sure now granted all of us are supposed to abide by confidentiality and hipaa but it's always like i'm well known so i got to make sure the person can remain confident is, is going to remain confidential or when I go see them. So we don't even like to go. So as much as we talk about stigma, at the end of the day, some, some of the mental health professionals don't realize it, but it's subconsciously it's a level of stigma because they feel like, how, how can I help other people and I can't get myself together? And, and that's that's funny, not necessarily true. That was my question for you. I was going to ask you, do mental health professionals and uh, clinicians, do they actually go to each other to unload or... They go to the bar and have a drink. <laughs> or smoke so some it, it, I mean, it depends. I, I have a, I, and this is Donna speaking, I have a circle of friends that are in, that have to be, you know, I have friends in different professions, a handful that I have, but I do have a few that work in my profession. So at times, yes, I will, I will absolutely call them and say, hey, most of the time, it'll, you know, maybe to run a case by them, but if it's not to run a case, I might say, hey, and I might just call and just, start and say i just need to vent for about like 10 or 15 minutes i just need to vent for 10 or 15 and and so and i have people do me the same way now now conversely and some mental health professionals may get upset with me but a lot of mental health professionals just like anybody else in a stressful job they have significantly um they they will i want to be nice about this but basically they will they will kind of that it will be an increase in their vices so what you may see is they might start, you know, they're noticing that they're eating a lot and they're starting to pick up weight or they notice that they're drinking more than they would normally drink or they notice that they're doing some other things more so than they would normally do that. 
Now, here's the caveat. A lot of mental health professionals know that, and they'll just say, I'm indulging in my vices right now, and I know it's not going to help, but that's what's going to keep me sane right now. And get them through. I'm not saying that's right. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is that's reality. In real life also, I think that. Is yeah. Well. yeah, but I like, but uh, you know, you have to be aware of, you have to be aware of who you are, and Doc is good at that because she will tell you up front. <laughs> yes. Okay, so this is what I'm going through. Doc. So I, 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 I want you because uh, you know we probably took we didn't went to some more time, but uh, you did you have? Some, I know, sorry. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, no. Um, yeah, we kind of went past the twenty minutes, here, so we're gonna have to let you go. But is there anything else okay. you want to tell the mental health profession? Because it sounds like no. To I me, just want I just want everybody to know like what they actually do. And a lot of times these people are in the trenches and nobody really pays attention to them. I don't think they get the right level of acknowledgement. You will see stuff come out for nurses week, for a physician, for administrative assistant month. You never see anything for social work month, for counselors month, for mental health awareness, or just saying hey. We appreciate you. So I want people to know, even with me working in administration now, yes, I do therapy in the evening, but I'm not in the trenches like I used to be. But I listen. I appreciate it. The people I'm super, I appreciate them. But, and, I, and, and I appreciate everybody that's doing that kind of work. So, Doc, this is one last thing I want to say about this whole thing. So with the COVID-19 being as bad as it is right now, right, y'all? Mm-hmm. And then with all the doctors and nurses, like, going, they've, they've watched a lot of death. I've, I've talked to a couple of friends of mine that are nurses. And they've seen mm-hmm. a lot, a lot of death. Uh, but it's, so it seems like the work that you do is going to pick up more because you got a lot of people mm-hmm. that have dealt with a lot of deaths and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so uh, you may absolutely, have, yeah. abs- Absolutely. And so that's something, too, that we're going to have to set up our own. Their mental health, some mental health therapists, there are some groups where you can go to just to release. It's almost like a support group. Like if you work with a certain population, I, and, and a lot of individual social workers who work in the military, because they actually, and it's not just social workers, but clinicians that work in the military, they have some clinicians that they will actually send down range with the military. Not often, but every now and again, like when somebody's deployed, they will actually send a, a counselor or somebody like down there with them to help them. And so those social, those social, I'm saying social workers, that's generally what the military uses, but those clinicians will come back and they have a support group to go to when they come when they come back. Or like, again, when you're working with a certain population, if you work with a, certain, a population that's terminal, um, you need that support. Or somewhere where it's just a lot of stress, you yeah. need that support. Well, Doc, we really appreciate all that you do. You know, I always tell you you do a good job, you know, but Doc, Doc I, I, we do appreciate you. We appreciate that you. mental health Doc. field is a lot. I have quite a few family members in that field right now. But Doc, thank you so much. Please get on that right. website again so they can so they in case they miss it the first time. What was your website? www.me, M as in Mary, E as in Edward, Enterprises with an S on the end dot net. www.meenterprises.net and the show, it'll be on my home page, but it's the meditative messages and compelling conversations um, segment and it is the church past, present, and future. All right. Doc, thank you so much. Okay. We really appreciate you. Have a great, great week. All right, you do the same. Bye bye. Be blessed. Be safe. All right, y'all. This is Alvin and Edmund on the Old Fashioned Health Show on the what is it? The real, 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 really eleven hundred. We'll be right back.
I'm through. Oh, yes, I do. I'd never be with you until that day we'll fly away. I just love that smiling face in the early sun. If I can't have you to myself, then life's no fun. y'all welcome back this is alvin and edmund we we are about to have a music set segment we're gonna have a good time you know edmund is, is the king of some good music well, thank you thank you but uh let me give credit but to that better than me because look old school selected that and we went out on that song and uh he took us there that was uh bootsy collins i'd rather be with you that was a reefer song that was a reefer song and uh <laughs> snoop dogg redid that right yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah snoop redid that all and, right um yeah. So yeah, y'all, we're gonna have a good time today. I really appreciate appreciate all the doctors calling in, y'all. We really try to keep people up and uh, you know keep you aware and conscious on what's going on here in from the world from different perspectives exactly. on all different type of medical levels. And each one of them in their own respectives are really really great at what they do. And I've had the pleasure to meet and talk to all of them on a regular basis. Uh, and and each one of them, as much energy as Dr. Alexander is, believe me when I tell you, they all are the same. You have to. When they are not into the uh, uh, scope type of thing, yeah, yeah, all that, yeah. So, but anyway, y'all. So we're gonna we're gonna kick this thing off. We got some good music coming up. This is again. This is Alvin and Edmund on the Old Fashioned Health Show on the Real Eleven Hundred.
Rejuvenation for youthfulness and beauty is trending worldwide. People are getting laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, skin brightening, tightening, lifting, and reshaping. SmartPlex ATL, a comprehensive medical spa, located in East Cobb, 4799 Old Town Parkway. You can also visit us online at smartplexatl.com. Dr. Alexander and his team enjoy pampering you while you receive customized treatments in a beautiful, calming, zen-like atmosphere. SmartPlex ATL, we are your Hollywood destination for exciting, youthful rejuvenation. What's up, everybody? We are back. We back. That was a selection from Alvin. That was a selection from who was that? That was the Michelle engineer himself. That oh, the, was, uh, oh, okay. That was DJ Nine D. Okay, came up with that selection. Your selection is what's next. Okay, we got we got something one coming for up you, now. and then one for me. Okay, well let's do it then. Yeah, see let's what go you right got. Into I can tell you what I got, but what I got now coming to yours is next. But the one I got coming up, mm, you ain't even thought about it. Okay, all, all right, right. See what you got. What you got? All right, what we got? What we got, DJ? All right, now, did, all right. What was that, Evan? Did, what was that? Did y'all feel that groove? That was, was the that? system. Don't disturb this groove. Okay. It, did it take you there for just a second? It was. It did. It, it just, did. I mean, it, it took it, me back. So I'm telling you, when I hear that kind of music, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I think about some white wall tires. Okay. With some umrol on them. Big car. Just riding real smooth. Well, you, you hit it dead on the nail with that one, because that was the album cover for it, actually. Really? And that's the mo um, a mode that it can put you in. Mine, it took me back to my roller skating days, because, you know, it's a little different than the white walls. <laughs> so what you saying? They had white walls on roller skates, yeah. then? And on roller skates? Hey, no, actually, you had to get the speed <laughs> skates. 
That was the joint. Okay. If you came to the to the roller rink and you had your speed skates, that you were a professional skater. I you didn't get the wobbly, the wobbly skates that you uh or either you rent them. I think it was an extra two or three dollars or whatever. If you get the wobbly you skates. Could, no, you, the wobbly skates come with your admission. But you could rent the speed skates for an extra two or three dollars. But if you brought your own, oh, you was you was. Did you bring your own skates? I did. I didn't have them. I didn't get my own. But I did rent the speed skates because the regular ones had the wobbly wheel because everybody had been wearing them. And they, <laughs> you know how a pair of shoes wear down on the side. And <laughs> Amy, you know you got a text message. I don't, I don't know if you want to say what it is, but What's you can get a message uh, uh, about. Uh, Let's see what the people talking about. I don't know if you want to read it out no, loud. You, yeah, I the message for you. <laughs> Somebody text in. There go Edmund playing smoking weed music. Come on now, the smiley face. What is what is smoking weed music? Like, that music that you just played. Oh, I thought it was the one that we played when we. When oh, the that one too. Yeah, I'd rather that, be yeah. with you. Actually, both of them sound like that kind of music. Actually, right now with everybody going through, they might just want to put a big fire pit out there and just let everybody <laughs> and play music and stay social distance. Oh, that might work, right? Hey. For the four. Yeah. All right, the one we, I got. We know you'll be there. Yeah, eating, eating fish or, or um, 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 yeah, so yes, my next song coming up now is a really, really good song. Let's hear this. You ain't gonna be ready. All right, let's see All right, what they're y'all, talking this about. is Alvin and Edmund on the old fashioned health show on the real 1100. Right, y'all. That was uh, the late great Miss Phyllis Hyman. He wasn't ready for that. No, I wasn't ready for that one. That's that's an awesome selection. If that didn't put y'all in a good mood, then I don't know what. I don't will. know because Phyllis yeah. can do it. She's a bad girl. She, that was some little skating music there too. Yeah, it was. It was. And that that um, album cover, you know, amazing. Yes, I think your song is, sound like your song. We going out on your song. What was that? Oh, we gonna go out on this. Hey, let that <laughs> let that roll out. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Hey, y'all, y'all been listening to Alvin and Edmund on the Old Fashioned Health Show. Y'all make sure y'all take, stay safe. Now, tomorrow, we're going to have a barbecue on music tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. We're we coming gonna, with it. We're going to come with it tomorrow. We're coming with it tomorrow. All right, y'all. Thank y'all I for listening Alexander. Y'all to the that, Old Fashioned. That's Alexander O'Neill. Let them just roll out in there. That's SOS, but Alexander up in there singing the hook. Oh. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening to the Old Fashioned Health Show on The Real 1100.
Thank you for listening to this special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. We hope the information provided will help in every way possible. For more information, please visit oldfashionedhealth.com. Tune in at this time next week and stay safe.